if the listeners, if the viewers knew how much of today you'd spent flat out either in the office or in the commentary booth, David, they'd have been startled. I know. Well, I had startled. a bit of a flat day and there was a lot of waiting around. You so did. Thought I'd just lie on the floor and and ground myself. Yeah, well, you uh, certainly did that. It's incredibly well grounded. Did you, did you wake up in a bad mood, or did you wake up well, not a bad? I don't mood. know. Did I didn't wake up, up in any particular mood, to be honest with well, that's you. That's the problem. That's the problem. Neutral gear. Yeah, and I just found myself walking slowly here, which I never. I realised that I must walk fast everywhere because all of a sudden I wasn't. I was being overtaken by people. <laughs> well, that doesn't happen to me. I don't get overtaken when I'm walking. Described you as a fast walker, though. Well, just a just nice, got I got, got, yeah, I got yeah. A, a kind of quite a healthy gait. Yeah, yeah. But you were bimbling, were you? I was just kind of just. And you took the train. You didn't ride your bike. No, I took the train, so it was just a bit of a mopey day. Yeah, and it's kind of a grey, flat day as well. Maybe that's had something got something to do with it. I'm fed up with this nagging winds that we've had. Oh, we, but you always have headwind in your ride here. Lewisham it's the wrong England. way around. Normally it's a normally it's a westerly, but for days in London it's been oh, really? blowing off the North Sea oh, for weeks actually. Huh. And so it's the wrong way around for me. I get this very strong tailwind on my way to work, and then when I'm tired coming back, it's full on in my face, which oh, is why I had the one yeah. That's why you had your, your you blew up. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't miss anything much lying down. To be honest with you, did no. I? It was um, no. It was a very. I think the peloton was very much representative of my mood today. I don't. Sometimes I don't understand. No, a lot of the time I don't understand bike racing. Still, even to even to this day, David, because I can't rationalise. I can't put into words why. <sighs> There's a conventional wisdom that if you catch the breakaway too early, mm. you open the race up again. Yes. That's the phrase we use. Yes. And then you invite chaos back into the race. There, there could be another move that you have to try and control and police, and it's expended energy. Yes. When, and then there are other days where that rule just simply doesn't apply, doesn't come into play no. at all. But it's, it's quite evident at the Criterium de Dauphine is that there's only one day where it's a sprinter's day, stage yeah. three today. Yeah. And the whole peloton knows that's the case and there's almost a sense of... Even if, even if yesterday the ITV commentator didn't know that it was the case because he thought today was an a time trial. Time trial. Yeah, yeah, but that's the ITV commentator's fault for not doing his prep like I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, I think I have no doubt that in the director's meeting today, all the teams, the directors were, look, it's going to be a sprint today. This, we know it's the last chance for Groeneweg and Sam Bennett. It's just, everyone just take it easy. Do as little as possible. The time trial tomorrow got a very hard week, rest of the week ahead of us. Yeah, there's just it will be a waste of time getting in a break today because it will be caught, especially when you see how it's ridden the last two days with breaks with strong riders that wanted it to go to the finish line. Yeah, it was a case of well, there's no chance it's going to make it to the finish line today yeah. because they're going to be all in. Bora Hansgrohe and Jaco Alula. Yeah, so and that just creates a, a kind of a natural calming and. Even though there was, it's quite strange that a break did go. Then it got caught, though. Even if it was one rider. Was it just yeah. one rider? Yeah. yeah. Well, initially it was two. Another yeah. rider from. Um, and then one threw in the Italian, towel. Because like, what's the point? Yeah, Italian rider, young Italian rider from DSM went with um, Bourgodou, who uh, you remember the Paris Nice stage from a couple of years ago. He attacked mm. on a bunch sprint day. He attacked with seven k to go. Bourgodou, uh, Paris Nice last year, and was given the same time as Maz Pedersen, who's, who won the sprint, uh, yeah. but actually crossed the line in first place. He uh, held them off by, yeah, like a bike, like not even a bike length. That was impressive. Anyway, it was him. And it was a headwind today. But he got five and a half minutes. And that's crazy that they reeled him in. Like, and then they reeled him in. It was still like 800 120k to go. 120k to go. So I mean, that's almost the peloton just saying, 
just stamping its authority and saying you're just wasting your time. It's like, what's the point? And it kind of then, and as you said, regards the kind of concept that that then opens the race up. Once the peloton has seen that the sprinters team is going to shut down even a move like that as early on, they're like, really? Oh my God, they really are serious about yeah. keeping this together today. So yeah. let's just sit in and crash. It was <laughs> and that's the other thing that happens on these easy days. Because crashes. crashes, because yeah. everyone does then fall into that trap of switching off, being relaxed. And perhaps having a little chit chat that happens so rarely in professional racing these days, yeah. and you know your your eyes off the ball, neutralized rollout yeah. mode, yeah, yeah, where they're riding two to in little pairs, yeah, ex teammates all representing hands off the brakes, team. no team blo color blocking, yeah. Um, it was yeah, and of course Julian Alaphilippe was in the thick of it. Whenever there, whenever oh. anyone slapped down, he was somehow there, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, or just missing it, or just missing it, or having a mechanical. It's yeah. just it's amazing how that happens to Alaphilippe. It's yeah. kind of he becomes the eye of the storm. Yeah. And today he was the eye of the storm. Yeah. And I think it was to the detriment of Sudar Quickstep's kind of performance at the end because the he was really rallying that team up yeah. until he had another mechanical with seven Ks to go and then waved his team off and made it back on. But he was, uh, at that moment, it was uh, as if they were kind of a ship with no captain. Promoteur. Promoteur. He's like a lightning rod for chaos, isn't he? Oh, he really is, especially when it goes like that. I mean, we were saying he was leading his team, captaining them, kind of pilot fishing them around the peloton towards the end there. But it'd be terrifying being on his wheel <laughs> when he's on a day like this where his nervous energy has gone through the roof and wish it had gone. And he's just, he's erratic on the bike at the best of times. And you can see just squeezing through. When you've got a... So when you're in that sort of position like he is, when you're pilot fishing your team and kind of trying to lead it, and without riding on the front. So you're yeah. trying to hold the right, your team on your wheel, finding the right place to be. He chose Ineos Grenadiers sitting on their wheel. So they're doing on the front, on the, they're on the, on the left-hand side of the road, blocking that. Which was that. the right thing to do, wasn't it? Perfect. Yeah. And so he was on their wheel. And then also oh, it's Julian Alaphilippe. So other riders aren't going to come along and try and knock him off because it's Julian Alaphilippe. He's yeah. got the, the stature. And so he's there doing that. But at the same time, being on his wheel would be terrifying, even if you're his teammate, because yeah. he is just kind of left-right, yeah. squeezing through gaps. And when you're in the role that Julian Alaphilippe is in, and that you've got to kind of truck and trailer it. Remember, you're you're the truck and your team's the trailer. Yeah. So you've got to kind of ride as if you've got to tr get that trailer around the corner. He doesn't know how to do no, it. No, he's just like a MotoGP rider still, <laughs> like Isla Man TT, kind of on his own, just <laughs> expecting his team to be on his wheel wherever he goes. And so understandably, Bagioli and Seneschal just like... So, just suddenly, like, so they're almost having to give him a gap. <laughs> <laughs> Scared of their teammate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I remember the Worlds in 2011 um, when we did that dominating ride Copenhagen Copenhagen yeah. yeah and I think it was Gav who said he didn't I'm not going on Froome's wheel oh right yeah this is kind of when Froome was still pretty erratic and, yeah and also he looks he, he always gets he, he looks a lot worse than he is I mean he's a brilliant bike handler but he looks terrible like looks a terrible like a, yeah. bike handler and and it was kind of Mark was I, I just don't want to be anywhere near Chris because I think it just stressed him out yeah just being on the wheel just uh, optically Oh, yeah, you're just like something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Yeah, because of the way you look. <laughs> but actually, that is unfair on Froome. Isn't isn't it? It? You don't win the Tour de France by not being bike. a yeah, exactly. brilliant bike handler. And also, those Froome Sky years were quite a feature of them. Was how irritated the sprinters teams used to get with the way that Sky rode yeah. in the final five k, yeah. like holding their position in the chaos in the midst of it all. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that without unless you've got nerves and talent. Those were the well. days when it was. I mean, it's not so much 
kind of the polemic as it was then the sprinters teams whinging all the time why are gc teams up here it's yeah. like you shouldn't be up here this is our terrain yeah that lasted a few years and yeah now it's kind of normalized it. isn't yeah. it it's kind of well, well fact, I, the sprinters feels the sprinters teams they use it use now, it now they? so they kind of now use the whereas before sprinters teams might come to the front five to ten k's to go and start to strip the peloton out and kind of position and now it's uh i mean a great case in point today was bora hansgrove yeah suddenly found their full lead out and bear in mind they've only got half a team because mm -hmm. half the team's for jai hindley so half yeah. the team's for bennett but they were all there with 600 meters to go yeah. weren't they? They surge to the front yeah and uh van, van poppel did a great lead out for bennett and then bennett what does he do oh he just ripped it so he had kind of getting perfect lead out on the left hand side of the road was to the point where it was within 200 meters to go and he's looking over his right shoulder kind of just waiting for the riders behind to jump and the moment he saw a kind of a flinch of a jump he went but knowing they're all going to come on his right hand side because kind of obviously his teammates pulled off to the left and he's going and he held his line but he looked under his arm and could see they were coming and just started drifting all the way across to the right hand side of the road and kind of blocking the wave but that then opened up Laporte to come through on the left but he did then compromise Groeneveg and sprint. We're yet to hear, but it was definitely not a clean sprint. Didn't look it. it looked desperate. Yeah. It looked desperate. He had the perfect lead out. But when he went, it wasn't it wasn't a jump. It wasn't enough. I mean he got beaten like fair and square by Laporte and probably would have done by Groeneveg and if he hadn't kind of basically led him across the road. But it's it's yeah. not the Sam Bennett it's not it's not champagne Sam Bennett put it that way not we haven't yet. seen that no, in no. a while though have we no no not since the um, what was the green jersey year 20, 2020 was it 2020 was it 2020 or 2021 or 19 no it wasn't 19 20 then was it the covid one yeah I think it was the covid because then he didn't then he wasn't selected 21 that was the whole Patrick Lefebvre stuff that was the Cavendish year that was the Cavendish yeah, year yeah you're right so it's 20 yeah. wasn't it yeah yeah, three years since he's been at his absolute best. So. Which is madness, because he was very good. Yeah, and he's got a great lead-out train. I mean, Pollitt, mm. Pollitt mm -hmm. Mullen, Van Poppel. Mm -hmm. It was a perfect lead-out. Perfect. So, but it was one of those where I always quite hesitate with those things, the detail of like a potential relegation or something that the commissaires would take a view on. Because often they only reveal, you know, I'm, I'm concentrated on which wheel gets across the finish line in first place. That's what I've got to get right. And often the detail of that only emerges for me on a, once you see a helicopter shot or another angle mm. or a replay. But that, even from the head on, mm. like was kind of obvious, wasn't yeah. it? Even in the live commentary moments that um, Bennett had done something. <laughs> but we've we're, we've started recording this like seconds after the, the, the race is finished, literally. Mm -hmm. And um, it's classified so we, we, a second, so we don't know. Yeah. This is the classement provisoire de l'étape, and it's uh, Bennett in second place, Trent in fourth, Menten from. Uh, uh, um, Lotto Destiny in fifth. Ofstede with his tattooed arms. You didn't six. mention Groenewegen in third. Did I not? Groenewegen no. in third. Govakar, who was the um, rider from the... You uh, did well getting him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know a little bit about him from Bahrain Victorious, who... Tobias Bayer, wow. who's a climber. He was in the mix. Um, and Axel Zingler, who's this... Uh, Quite compact sprinter from Cofidis, who's had a, a couple of top tens now, so he's, he's one to watch. And then Mikkels from... Um, and so Marche Circus Wanty, the Estonian rider in 10th place. So no Ethan Vernon in the no. end. And I think it's just, I think he's got all the physical attributes to be in the mix on a bunch sprint like that. But I think it's just experience with him, isn't it? And but he's very, very young and very new to this, I think. Yeah, but I think that's also part of a, a, a sprinter's key arsenal is being able to place and be it's almost instinctive with the, the greats. You can't all be Mark Cavendish though, can you? No, it's true. 
Thank God. Imagine that. If everyone in the world was Mark Cavendish. That'd be intense. That would be really Imagine what the United Nations would be like. But then, but then the kind of the really quiet, rational, kind of emotionless people would be the rock stars. Oh, it would flip. It would flip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'd be the uh, the minority, the interesting minority. Yeah. Cause Have you ever, are there any really calm, zen-like sprinters who've thrived at the highest level? Your mate, Alan. Ali Jet. Yeah. Oh, he's just everything. <laughs> <laughs> he got so random during the Giro. Did he? Like, I think he's... I don't know how well he gets on with Francesco. His, like, oh, really? Commenta- they just tolerate him. Oh, seriously? Fra- I don't know. See, Francesco has this habit. Francesco's got a great voice, by the way. Has he? Has like, he been there the, the a long time? Right. Yeah. It was yeah. a bit like... There's always a polemic with Rai, yeah. the Italian TV. So he got boshed off for a few years. Oh. Yeah, and there was a new name in the box, but he didn't... But there was a public outcry. Oh. Berlusconi probably got involved, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Francesco <laughs> had to get his job back. <laughs> um, so Francesco's back in the box. So we all line up in the, the top level of the Tribune. How old is Francesco? Oh, late 50s. I said not that old. Well... Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take not it. that old. He's a youngster. No, old. A youngster in his late fifties. Yeah. yeah, okay, he's not. Yeah, I see what you mean. He's not one of the kind of great old men of broadcasting. Oh, yet. Like Liggett. Not quite of the Liggett generation. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, he loves his fags. Oh, a legend. Oh, he loves his fags. That's proper. I mean, he's really close to being a chain smoker in the literal chain smoking. Is he doing it in the box? He's not allowed to. He does. Legend. He, he just he just opens the back door just a little bit. Oh. Last year, he was at least he got specially long sort of cables installed so that he could stand just, in the door. Just slide his chair across the wheels. His chair. He'd, 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 he'd stand with one foot outside and one foot inside, chuffing away. Um, on this year, he didn't even bother doing that, just sitting there. That's awesome. Fagging away. Brilliant. Um, but I don't think Ali Jet's a big fan of that. No. So I think he gra- more, the longer the Giro went on, the more he gravitated towards, well, Matt, really, but also mm. me. Because mm. we had that encounter when uh, we were running uh, along the I coast. Know, I heard, yeah. You heard about that? I heard about that. And the next day you went, yeah, your friend, though. <laughs> strong, strong guy. <laughs> <laughs> your generation, though. My generation. My generation, Alan. But yeah, so he <laughs> he was super, he was um, a bit like Eeyore. Yeah, kind of kind placid. Of placid. And just kind of, but he'd often have really, he'd always find the negative of even when he'd won it was kind of there was never big smiles I mean try and find pictures of Alan smiling yeah. and laughing yeah. and kind of exploding with kind no. of emotion yeah quite serious even, even when he won it yeah. was like he probably could have done it better or it's like meh yeah you know and it was you used to always think there was this black cloud sort of following him there was yeah. no sense of joy or yeah. kind of not even relief yeah. when he won it was like nah, I won yeah nah, that's annoying Quite different. Quite, that's quite an unusual sprinter's temperament, isn't it's, it? It's very different. Yeah, normally they're just like fiery little fiery, yeah, fiery buggers. Yeah. But um, and who else would there be? Who is? I'm trying to think. You know who was actually really zen? Tyler Farah. N- n- no. No. Uh, okay. Abdul Okay. But before my time, tell me. Jamaluddin Abdul Jafarov, the, the is, craziest yeah. sprinter, like on the bike, the way he looked. Yep. Captain Zen. Off yeah. the bike, yeah. and kind of, I think even in post, like I can't remember ever seeing anything. And I remember speaking to him a couple of times, and he was just the the polar opposite to his sprinting style. 
which was just terrifying and erratic. And <laughs> Did you witness that at first hand a few times? No, I was never close. And you wouldn't right. get close to Abdu Jafarov. <laughs> was that was the big crash, the famous crash? Was that was that, that not an isolated incident? Were there like well, because he'd always have his head down and just bike all over the place, and yeah. and in 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 proper full kind of awesome ruthless sprinter mode, nothing would get in his way, sort of thing. Yeah, but then. Like the gentlest and just quietest dude off the bike. Yeah, and it was. Some people are like that. Their kind of riding style is is quite opposite Nothing to like their, their personality. Yeah, Chris Froome. Chris Froome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who else? But then, the, but then, some some people. Julian Alphilippe's riding style is, is his exa- personality. It's his personality. Robbie McEwen's riding style is his personality. Is his personality. Yeah. Mark Cavendish's riding style is his, his personality. personality. So you get some, you get a real match as well. Yeah. Sometimes very interesting. Mm. It's so interesting when you spend as much of your life as you and I do watching these guys in infinite detail. Mm. How you build up an impression of their personality just by what they do on a bicycle. It's yeah. just extraordinary, isn't it? And sometimes you expect them to that's why off that's why the, the Tour de France presentation is always such a buzzkill. Because when they're wearing their choice of normal clothes civilian clothes. It's kind of it can just shatter the illusion. Oh, you, you mean the, the one at the Palais de Congolais? Yeah, because you, you kind of, they all dress so badly generally. Yeah, suits. Yeah, and sometimes they try, try to be cool. Cav. Oh, I mean, you uh, carried uh, it off better than most. Yes, Cab, to yeah, be carries yeah. off better than most. Yeah. But a lot of them, their kind of cool style would be so bad. Bad day. Yeah, it would be kind yeah. of how would I put it? Maybe sort of Marks and Spencers, sort <laughs> of jazzy. Yeah. I don't know, it's like... In your pomp, you must have been one of those selected star riders who were invited by ASO, stroke, told to come by ASO. Yeah, I don't right. know if I ever went. Did you know? Don't go. No, I don't David know. Milan. Maybe. No, yeah. I don't, maybe once or twice. Oh, I don't okay. think I wore a suit. Very quite a nice suit. I like nice suits. It used to be the funniest thing. Because you know what the Palais... You've been to the Palais... Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. 2,000 seats. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And the riders... All were given like an like A4 piece of paper at the front with their yeah, name on it. But they yeah. weren't quite on the front row. They were always placed like <laughs> yeah, an A4 piece of paper, <laughs> <laughs> reserved for see through. Yeah, and the riders would all be about three rows back mm. in a row like that. And um, at the end of the interminable presentation, mm. all the media who were there, there was no kind of mix. They back in the day, there didn't used to be any kind of mm. mix zone or organised area for interviews. Or media kind of liaisons. So, Exactly. So all the all we when Lance Armstrong used to be there, we just used to charge down to the front and clamber across the rows of chairs, at all sorts of implausible angles with the <laughs> back of the chair sort of right up your bum, you know, like that, holding a microphone, trying to reach across this gap. It was the most undignified thing. While the riders just sat there in these cinema chairs, you yeah, know, kind of just like lounging. Chaos, total yeah. chaos. Oh, what about Pierre Latour today? That was lame. He super had super lame, David. Super lame. I mean, as we've explained, the stage was pedestrian and. And they had the cat forward with, what, 30Ks to go, 40Ks to go? So just ex- explain, right? Latour, who'd finished in second place at the first climb of the day, picked up three points for finishing second place in a cat two climb. That moved him to six points. All he needed to do was to chin off the front of a becalmed peloton mm-hmm. on this last cat four to pick up one point, And on countback, he would have been in the King of the Mountains jersey. Yeah. Grandin was telegraphing his lack of interest or ability. Yes. And he was at the back of the bunch pretty much all the way up that climb. So Grandin clearly wasn't in a position to deny Latour. 
So mm-hmm. in commentary, we had nothing. We were probably sh- expecting that Latour was going to beat me in sprint anyway. Why waste the energy? Exactly. L- well, s- exactly like what Julian Alaphilippe might have thought if he wasn't Julian Alaphilippe at the um, sprint for bonus seconds. Yes, exactly. I'm going to take Christophe Laporte to go head to head for a sprint, mm. and how how's that going to go? Mm. So, but Gondin was more conservative than that. Thought, what's the point? Give yeah. it to Latour. He's faster than me. He's got quite a kick. so. But Latour didn't move. No, nothing. I mean, and it's. And for the team, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's like he'd have kept it tomorrow. He'd have kept it for two days, guaranteed. Been wearing it for two days, guaranteed. They've lost. That's the team that's, for me, that's the team that's lost its identity entirely. Total Energy. They were smashing it last year, weren't they? Were they? Was it last year? Who yeah, was? Yeah, it was. Who Grimai. was? Grimai was killing it. So you got the wrong team. They are similar. They're oh, that's similar. a Belgian one. Yeah, Antomarché. Yeah. Binium Grimai. Yeah, they... When Alexander Christoph was with them, yeah. they kept winning. Yeah. Louis Meinke's rides for them. Yeah. He suddenly ru- last year was riding yeah. really well. So they had a yeah, they had a great 2022. Yeah. Uh, but Total Energy have just been on this ever since they. I'm afraid to say signed Peter Sagan. It's true. It's just gone yeah. powering down, powering down, mm. powering. and the, you know they've got a slightly superannuated Edvard Bursenhagen. Who does nothing now? It's just nothing. Just hasn't been up there in the sprints at Not all. Not even trying or no. trying and just nothing. Probably on quite big money. Probably. Pierre Latour is just Pierre Latour. Which that alone in a French team would just demoralise because the, the Frenchies can be quite French and anti-foreigner yeah. in their teams, and especially a small team, a very French team like Total Energy, is that when they obviously have spent a tonne... So i just got to say, so they've just given the Combativity Award, we're just seeing the podium, yeah. and it's gone to Mathieu Bourgondon. <laughs> Desperate. 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 No one else merited no. it today. They should have given it to Alaphilippe. But so going back to Total Energy, all those Frenchies in there who are kind of journeyman pros and on this Jean René Bernadotte's team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a classic super French team. Yeah. They're aware that Peter Sagan's been paid a bucket, like probably more than they've ever paid a bike rider before yeah. in the decline and fall of his career. Yeah. And also, they've signed up Edvard Bursenhagen on a bucket load of money, yep. probably hoping to get something out of him. Probably, and they'll just all be thinking, "Well, that's you've just spent more money on them, and you don't believe in us." Yep. And it just—it's almost like a cancer in the team because yeah. they all just start thinking, "You've let us down, and you put it all on them." They're almost cutting their nose off to spite their face. Yeah, and uh, it does seem a bit like that because there's no kind of camaraderie or solidarity there is there no desire to show themselves no, and, and, and if you but if you go back half a generation they did they were a team with an identity and brioche and then europe car and europe car you know, God, the, Vuc- yeah. the Vuclar roland yeah. years yeah the glory years yeah gautier french see <laughs> frenchies yeah see that's when it was kind of you, the spirit you know, of the french they get total energy and a massive petrochemical concern huge and they get a big sponsor in with deeper pockets and then it all goes wrong yeah, Money doesn't make you happy, though. No, it doesn't. I mean, it does make, can make you quite a lot happier. Yeah, but you smile sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I think that's the underlying root problem to Total Energy, is yeah. that they've alienated their own French riders in a French team yeah. and ripped the soul out of their Frenchiness, yeah. which was their only asset, to be fair, was yeah. just how French they were yeah. and how Frenchy proud they were. Yeah. Did they ever try and sign you? Actually, you know what? I was supposed to go to Jean René Bernadotte's team in 1997 as an amateur mm-hmm. when it was Vendéeu before I became pro. Because um, they don't want me to turn pro because I was 19. And so they were going to move me to Vendée to race in Vendéeu for another year amateur. And I was like, I can't do it. 
turn got, pro. I got to turn pro. I got to turn pro. I can't do another year as an amateur. Yeah, that turned out well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I came pretty close, and then after that, I don't think so. I didn't fancy going there. Yeah, oddly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Good team, though. All the unknown, yeah. All the unknown stories that never got written. All the yeah. teams that you didn't go to that you all might have teams, gone to. I know. Jeez. I only went to three teams. That's not. That's quite. For a coffee for this Sonia Duval slipstream. Yeah. Go yeah. On slipstream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So that was that was that was it for the sprinters. So it gets all climby from here on. Well, no, it's time trial tomorrow. Time, well, I know that. I do now know that. I reckon Laporte's going to do a good time trial tomorrow. That's what I think. So he's picked up another ten seconds. I reckon he can. He picked up another. He picked up, he picked up thirteen seconds today. Yeah. To add to his ten seconds that he's got, and he's got. I can't do the maths. 23 seconds in hand. That was a tricky one, wasn't it? Thank Nick? you. Yeah, well done. Mm. But it's a 31 kilometer time trial. So mm. there's that. But you're right. He, I, yeah. he could do a very good time trial. Who yeah. else is in their team? Who else is good at time trial? Well, Janis Wingegor. Yeah, I know that, but who else? What, on their team? Yeah. Or just in the Dauphiné? Dauphiné, let's say. But it's not, got, it's not very time trial. Either. It isn't, is it? Not at all. Um, Jorgensen, does he do a good time trial? Yeah, but it's not. Top he, top crashed level, today, crashed he, today, he crashed, crashed today. today, but he he should go well. I mean, he's massively improved in that. What about Anios? Oh, well, they're all good, aren't they? I mean, just they're just all good. They're all good, yeah. and that was the foundation to some extent of their Giro because they're all good. Every single one of them, even even those who weren't supposed to be trying, just ended up being accidentally <laughs> fast. You know. Have a look. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're not. I mean. I think the, the you know the, I think of real interest and note will be to see how Egan Bernal goes when it because he's he's not certain of going to the Tour de France is he this is the no. thing that interests me it's not just we're going to send Egan to go to the Tour de France he deserves that no uh, so it's a, I, he's a, this is a really important day for him tomorrow yeah. I don't know what he has to do I don't know how good he has to be but he, I think he needs to show progress doesn't he he does Ned. He really does. The one to watch for me throughout the, the rest of this Dauphiné and then into the Tour de France is Carapaz. Yeah, he's got to show himself here. Well, I think he's getting better at the right Oh, actually, time. yeah, he did do pretty well yesterday launching that sprint. That's and not terrible. You look at his more recent results. I yeah. think he is coming good, Richard Carapaz. And you know, he's a rider you admire, isn't he? Because he's a proper racer. He's good, he's isn't he? He's prepared to risk us. Take, and, he's you know, and he's prepared to kind of mix play up. racing dirty racing tactics as well yeah he's a little bit dastardly isn't he dastardly yeah he's <laughs> dastardly <laughs> love a dastardly um, racer and I, you know be interested to see what he does in the time trial tomorrow do you think we should ask our listeners as chat GPT couldn't figure it out Jason Osborne the Jason Osborne question yeah the conundrum so Jason Osborne is a rider for Alps into Koenig with what can only be described as a, a walnut whip on his head mm, fact um, I'm a right one to talk but mine's not as neatly quaffed no as Jason Put him into Google. Jason Osborne hair. It's magnificent. And, and, and he must it, stand back <laughs> and look at the results. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's blowing. Dry, he's blow drying that. Yeah, twice a day. Yeah, I, I think I first came across this man uh, last year, potentially uh, commentating at the the Deutschland Tour, and I was doing my research, and I noted that he's one of uh, a not insignificant number of riders who ex rowers, mm. and he was a really really good rower mm. not so long ago, a world champion. Um, he's signed now. He switched disciplines. But he's German. He was born in Mönchengladbach. His name is literally Jason Osborne, which mm. I spent a long time in Germany. is not a classic German name. Like Horst would be a classic German mm -hmm. name. Or Friedrich 
not mm-hmm. Jason Osborne. Nice. Um, so, but in my research, I have uh, asked the internet so many times mm-hmm. for information about why. You've, done, you've, you've I've looked got through rabbit German, holes. I've looked you've rabbit German hole. press. Yeah. I've looked at German rowing websites to try and drill mm. down in the why is he called Jason Osborne? It's amazing that there's been no journalistic curiosity in it until well, you, Ned. Me, yeah. Until you with I'm your fine journalistic I just want to nose. Know. I want to know whether. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing in my mind, especially mentioning Gladbach, it's not impossible that he might have uh, been born in Germany to British military, to a British military family, and opted to take German citizenship by dint of being born there. I don't know. That's just a random guess. Um, so I've gone to the lengths of asking his agent. Yeah, I've I've emailed his agent today, so perhaps his agent will provide the answer. Although agents are notoriously bad at actually ever getting that's not money, is it? And there's no money in it. You maybe you should, should have, have said offered some you money. should have proposed like a yeah a, a fictional deal. Yeah, and and because I've got a British sponsor that's interested in you, yeah. but it depends on your background. That. Yeah, is your is the name? Is there any story we can build around this to kind of validate this opportunity? Yeah, yeah, it's a, sh- a British shampoo. Brand. Yeah, yes, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice head and shoulders. <laughs> Uh, have I imagined it or did Cav do a head and shoulders advert once he did no yes he did yeah did he yeah 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 he did yeah it was like cause that was almost like he'd gone big time because Jensen Button had done it before well, he won, he's a sports personality that's why yeah we were having conversation in the office about if he wins the breaks the world, world the Merck's record mm. whether or not he'd be in the frame for sports personality of the year again. I think so it has to be just, it has to be doesn't he he has to get a knighthood as well yeah, yeah. Um, but if any of our listeners know the Jason Osborne answer. What's our email address? Hello at neverstraysfar.com. And also go to neverstraysfar.com anyway and sign up to our newsletter <laughs> that we don't actually do anything with. <laughs> just give us your email address. Yeah. We just like the data grab because yeah. it helps yeah. us. Um, yeah, do that. And also... Um, we should mention that our merch all sold out in 24 hours. I did. It did. did. Our merch sold out. Sorry to Graham, by the way, who I sent the wrong size t-shirts to. Yeah, sent my t-shirt uh, to So I'm going to send your... T- oh, no, Pete's t-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah no, but you already sent my T-shirt to him. Oh yeah, yeah, I sent yeah, and he's he, get, he gets to keep that. Yeah, which is amazing nice. service for really. him. Fantastic. <laughs> and you're also going to get Pete's T-shirt. That's literally yeah. David and Pete's T-shirt. I've got mine. I'm fine. But then again, I was postboy, so yeah. that's my kind of kickback yeah. for that. The new merch order, so a repeat of the last order, is already in and being mm-hmm. processed, mm-hmm. all sustainably, all beautiful, high quality. Yeah, they're organic really cotton. They're beautiful, aren't they? Really, really nice. Stink. Yeah, um, and we are. About to press go on some uh, some more merch with a different design, mm. hopefully in time for the Tour de France. Mm. So uh, yeah, we'll um, as and when it. as and when we shall. Um, anyway, I hope you're enjoying these um, these daily Dauphin, Dauphiné uh, uh, podcasts. If you do, please leave a nice review. Oh yeah, leave a review, please. Yeah, Rate and us. spread the word. Yeah, and do all that kind of thing. Tell your friends to subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>